Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Really is, really is great to have all of you here. And I'm super excited about today's show. I really want want to, you know, just take a moment and just step back for a little bit. And what I'm really struck by is this is an interesting time we live in. And um, I was thinking about a few things, and I'll just say hi to Benny first. Hello, Mr. B. Hi, Pat. How you doing? I'm doing really, really well. Um, I'm watching sort of the evolution of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was watching the, um, of course, we were watching the Super Bowl. But I was really struck by, I was out with a number of my friends, and there was this commercial that came on. And it, it was with with John Legend. And one of my friends turned to me. Oh, the car commercial. And, right. Mm-hmm. It said something like, is he really that nice? <laughs> and and I said, he really is that guy. I said, but the other thing I will tell you about my experience of spending basically a half a day um, with him was he set the bar for a standard for the music video that's going to be released, released soon to end violence. And I watched him and his nephew, Tay, Tata Prince, who wrote the song that everybody's going to hear about. I'm not I'm not allowed to play it, but I was singing it this morning and I was playing it over and over again. And I realized that sometimes, you know, we compromise on our standards for things. And yet at the same time, there are ways that we can live our lives. And I remember the experience there with with him and a number of other people and how none of us mind how many times they ask us to do and redo what we were doing because part of this had to do with having a way to speak out but not only through our words but through our hearts through representing the evolution of something you know, what if we could end something like gun violence through a, a song about love? What if we would bring those things forward to heal the planet? And, you know, I think that in my life, I wasn't sure if that would be possible, but it takes a certain kind of energy. And that's what today's show is about. It, Amira Beth is joining me here today, and this is about rewriting the spirals of the Atlantean timelines. And what that means is, if you are familiar with anything that has to do with Atlantis, then you will have a sense of what today's show is about. But what does this mean for the rise of the mer beings? And what we mean by that, you know, for the most part, if you're like me, you have noticed a series of visibility, let's just call it, 
for mer beings. And you're going to hear from Amira what that is, her thoughts on what this means, but also on rewriting the history that has to do with Atlantis. Um, many of us got to experience, at least even if you didn't know you were experiencing it, you got to experiencing part of the Atlantean <clears throat> way and some of the Atlantean principles. And the question really is, how close is our pop culture to truly representing the energy uh, uh, of what's happening? Uh, Amira Beth is incarnated mer-being and Atlantean priestess, uh, holds the ancient philosophy, wisdom, knowledge of the great kingdoms of Atlantis and Lemuria, um, especially that which resides in one's DNA, in her soul remembrance. But more importantly, there is an awakening that is happening now. And so as the world is supposedly awakening, and it doesn't feel like it, we are, what is it about that awakening that really calls for us to bring forth the sacred feminine, but to also bring forth translators, conduits, because in the vibration of this, we know something's got to change. We know when we think about our oceans and we look at what we're doing, we know something's got to change. But part of this is understanding what it is, why it is, and what we can do. Today's show should be one where we tap upon this energy and the vibration and presence of something that's new yet so old. Uh, Amira, great to have you. Thank you. C can you hear me okay? Is my voice all right? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Perfect. and believe me, Benny will let us know. Okay. If we're not sounding like cool. <laughs> um, I, I want to start out with a couple of things I've said. Um, uh, you know, many people probably are talking about the Super Bowl. Some people are talking about commercials. But there are a couple of folks that are talking about some of the things that have been brought forward in a way of consciousness about the planet. But more importantly, talking about, you know, some of the things that perhaps uh, we know about but don't know about. And I call it the mer energy because I see the way it's rising up in our pop culture. And you and I have talked about it. But where did the mer come from? And for many people, they're not sure if they know uh, who the mer beings are. Talk a little bit about that for us. Okay, gladly. And there was so much in 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 your <laughs> in that paragraph. It's kind of like where to begin, right? Yeah. Um, I, I I guess beginning by just stating that the mer beings are real. Like we are not mythical beings. We are actually a, a form of an elemental, not the same as elementals, but a form of a higher consciousness elemental that exist in, in another realm. Um, like many beings that we would call mythical actually exist in a different realm of reality. There are many, many universes, dimensions, realities, not just this 3D reality that we're so acutely aware of here that's very five sensory. There are many other realms of, of reality in existence and the mer beings those of us who are not incarnated in human form have always been. We've always been in these other realities. 
the merbeings actually water water is extra extraterrestrial water came from outer space water yeah. was the yeah. first element to form on earth or to come to earth water actually fell from the cosmos and the mer came with it this is a water planet okay we know that and science backs that up that this planet was pretty much mostly water and it's inception. I don't think we take time to stop to think about that. I want to just pause for a minute about that. Okay. I, I want to pause for a minute because what we're talking about and the radio shows that you're going to be doing, what we're about to say, we have to take this in at our cellular level. Yes. So I think this is what we're missing. And when I mean cellular level, what you just said should cause everybody to pause, right? That this is a water planet. This is a water planet. A lot of responsibility should come with that. What do you think? Well, and we are water beings. We are 70% water. And now the earth with its land masses is about 70% water. So it's still a water planet. Yeah. Even though there is land here and the, and the connection that humans have that is directly tied to the element of water, which is, which is emotions, is, you know, it, it, it is something that most of us don't even realize how important that is to our species and all, and all of the species. So when I talk about the mer beings being some of the we are water. We are that element of water. And if you look around, have been everywhere. They uh, have come out of the subconscious and, and the iconography, the archetypes, the figureheads, whether it's, you know, Starbucks yeah. or, you know, Aquaman movies yeah. or all these different shows that are coming out about mermaids and every little girl wants to be a mermaid and everybody's got mermaid tails now. There's a reason that that archetype is come forward so deeply and so strongly over the past years because we are trying to bring forward the message, not only that, that, that we are real, that we are incarnated in human form, but our connection to the element of water itself. Yeah. I mean, this is something that I'm trying to really wrap my mind around it in a way that I could understand it but it's an activist comment I'm about to make. Uh-huh. Even though, and my hearts go out to my friends in Australia, I'm telling you, my hearts go out to these folks. And people may not think about the relationship between fire and the fire elements and water. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, there is the relationship between fire and water is one of essentially needing each other. Yeah. And we don't talk about that enough. And yet here you are bringing a message forward to really fill in the blanks for us. Because have you ever known a thing? Let me just call it a thing without, I don't mean to insult you about this and I really don't, but a thing like talking about Atlantis, right? Mm -hmm. How many people know about Atlantis or know of it? millions millions right. about something that they presumably 
don't believe ever existed. But everybody knows Atlantis, right? I mean, yes. nobody had to explain Atlantis in the Aquaman movie, right? right. Everybody knows. <laughs> but then we don't know, and you're going to help us understand today, aren't you? I'm going to do my best. Um, you know, and for some people listening to this, that this might be like a brand new concept that it lands like Atlantis, Lemuria, the Mer people, that those are actually real things. But when we start to understand the multiverse and that this little section of reality we have as 3D beings is, is like, it's just a teeny tiny sliver of the totality of prime creator and what prime creator is capable of. We can begin to open our minds to, you know, the idea that when you when you read, uh, you know, when you've read about or heard stories or mythologies about Atlantis, those stories come from somewhere. Yeah, they come from somewhere. They're not just somebody's imagining. And people confuse imagination with making things up. Right. right. <laughs> they're not. They're not the same. All right. these stories that we see coming out in, in Hollywood and these, these TV shows, Star Trek, um, Star Wars, all of them, the imagining came from somebody's subconscious inner knowing of something else that exists in another plane of reality. And these are coming through human vessels. These stories are coming through human vessels to teach us and to show us and open us up to the idea that there is something beyond our five senses and beyond something that we experience here that we are, we're supposed to learn from. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today because it's one of many conversations we're going to have, but the lessons, I hope the lessons of what we, we are about to and should be learning about today, the lessons as they come forward are lessons that require more than awareness. Yes. They require an action. And we're going we're gonna to take, oh, if I could say it, we're going to take a deep dive and really look at, you know, what role did the Mer play in Atlantis? Was it as powerful as many of us think it was? And how has that energy of the Mer now moved forward into our day and age, the time we live in, the messages that are being brought forward? All of that and much more when we come back. Uh, today's show, Rewriting the Spirals of the Atlantean Timelines with Amira Beth. When we come back, we're going to be talking about what it is that the call to action was and what is the call to action now. And when we talk about the fall of Atlantis, what is it we really want to know about that that may just save our future? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Dream on, lie high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. As a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, fly high, and live adventurously. For more information on Laura and her work, Visit flyhighliving.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, certified life and recovery coach. 
Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. If you've ever had a broken heart, you know how painful that can be and how long it can sometimes take to heal it. I'm Megan Edge, author of The Heart's Journey, Healing Hearts, Oracle Cards, and Guidebook, published with Balboa Press and Hay House. In The Heart's Journey, I share with you my own heartbreak and how I healed it through the beautiful hearts that found me in nature. From taking photographs of these hearts for myself I've created this beautiful toolkit, which includes the guidebook, which has my story, how to work with Oracle cards as a healing tool, and the story of each of these hearts as they cross my path. I've also created a beautiful journal. There's a pen, a bookmark, and of course, the 42 Healing Hearts Oracle cards. You can order the Hearts Journey, Healing Hearts Oracle cards, and guidebook through my website, meganedge.ca, through Balboa Press, Amazon, and many other places online or your local shops. I look forward to hearing about your heart's healing. It's time to shake out your money-making truth on soul wisdom abundance with Jennifer Bloom, creating wealth from spiritual health on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show is more than your roadmap to success. It's your compass to abundance through joy and ease. Jennifer Bloom teaches you about the soul's relationship to money and wealth and how improving that relationship serves both you and the world. Learn more at jenniferbloom.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. It is so great. Uh, Thank you for doing that. As I said before, it is really great. You're going to hear a lot more from Amira Beth. And one of the things that I want to do is I just want to pause for a minute before we start to talk about the mirror and influence on Atlantis and Lemuria. Um, how do people find out more about you? What are some of your upcoming events? Let's talk about some of this because this is what you're bringing forward. This is your gift. Right. Thank you. Uh, you know, the best way to, to find out more about me is obviously social media, um, Facebook, just under my name, Amirabeth Murhealer. I do a lot of writing and blogs about Atlantis and about the Mer people. I also have a YouTube channel channel under Amirabeth Mer Healer where I do videos and talk about this topic as well. And I've especially been talking about it, you know, I discovered my Mer origins through a past life regression. And at that time, spirit really called me forward to speak open and honestly about what I was remembering, the messages and so forth. So if, if you're curious to learn more about that, my YouTube channel, Facebook is great. And then, of course, my, my website, um, I also am, am, a, am a healer, an Atlantean healer. And that's a good way to learn a little bit more about me and maybe even learn a little bit more about yourself 
as as a spiritual being in a human body. Yeah. I mean, this is really part of an ongoing conversation we're going to have. And so I'll make sure that we talk about that quite a bit and people know um, about it. One of the things, too, that we're talking about here today is we are talking about the energy that it takes to heal. So, you know, while we're talking about mer beings, I think we're also going to be introducing, you know, this incredible power that has to do with healing. Yes. And, you know, we're seeing it over and over again. But when people think about Atlantis, they wonder what happened. You know, what was the influence on Atlantis and Lemuria? And what happened? I think that has been one of the most asked questions when yeah. it comes to it, where is Atlantis? What did happen? And I want to ask you, what is it in the emergence of the myrrh? What is it, if any role, they had then, and what do they have now? So the, the Mer beings, when Prime Creator decided to host the great experiment known as Atlantis, and Atlantis was an experiment. It was an opportunity for beings all around the galaxy to come to this magnificent place called planet Earth as fifth dimensional beings embodying a third dimensional form. So beings had an opportunity to become human, five century humans in a physical form for the first time, to touch water, to kiss and hug their loved ones, to smell flowers, to eat delicious food, which are all the cool things we get to do with our human bodies. And so they were all very excited and many signed up for the experiment to see if they could come in as third dimensional beings and retain their fifth dimensional consciousness, that consciousness that is eternally connected to God. So they were no longer in, a, in a, what we'd call a light body or more non-physical form. They were in a human form, having human emotions, because of course that's, I mean, that's what he, being human is all about is, is embodying all these emotions, all these sensories and experimenting to see if they could hold a physical form be with all these different uh, temptations and things and retain their divine connection to the creator. That was the experiment. So when Atlantis was created, when the beings came, the myrrh had the assignment to kind of mentor and help the Atlanteans who'd never been in a physical body understand their body as energy, not their energy as energy, but their body as energy, including their 13 chakras there's 13 major chakras that the Atlanteans worked with and their auric field, how to manage their emotional state through their energy and their physical body, which was going to be very, very tricky for a being who'd never had a body before. So that was the, one of the main assignments of the mer beings. And when we think about that, it, we really do have this opposite sense of energy, right? We, we have the only form of description we can conjure up from our minds. But when we think about this and the way things are being portrayed now, it is really clear that we are really being called to enter a different space in yes. order to solve some of the problems we have because the mind may be able to create a few things here and there, but it's really not what's going to come forward and pull us together, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think it's a union of the mind and the heart. Yeah. You know, we need the practical and we need the pragmatic and the logical 
and we need the spiritual we need the emotions we need the the spirit essence and the energy essence and that and that heart-led life and when people think about atlantis oftentimes they think about the fall of atlantis um, atlantis going into devastation under the sea and that yeah. trauma you know that that trauma because all of us were there if, if you are on this planet right now you you were in one or more incarnation of atlantis and there were up to five and and you experienced the fall and the trauma of that experiment and again it, it really wasn't a failure it was just an experiment that was terminated because we under, we added the variable of you know what we'd call darkness or ego and it, it ended atlantis so, but that trauma, because we were in human form is in our DNA, it's in our cellular memory and subconscious. And so when you think about fears that we have around catalytic events and some of these things that are happening now, like you mentioned the fires in Australia, yeah. that brings up some really deep seated trauma in, in, in most of the collective, because that's an unhealed, it's an unhealed death. When in fact we're eternal beings, we don't die. We simply change form, but the human part of us forgot that in Atlantis. <laughs> we forgot that we're eternal beings taking part in the experiment and that we would go on. I mean, our soul goes on. It's just the body that dies. So some of the things we are relearning and remembering that nature has cycles. All of nature is in a cycle. Atlantis was a cycle. I call it creative destruction. Create, destroy, recreate. Right now, planet Earth is in a destruction phase of the creative destruction. Energy out before energy in. So sometimes when we see these things happening these, with the land masses and the fires, how do we not know that's nature trying to purge itself in some way of some kind of energy? Prime creator has a plan. God has a plan. God is in everything and everyone. There is no place that God is not. So if we say we really trust prime creator or whatever we call God, we understand that these things that are happening may have a purpose that we're not aware yet because we're trying to birth a new earth. How do you birth something new on top of something else? You can't. There needs to be a dismantling, a destruction for the cycle, the new creation cycle to start. And I really believe that's what we're doing right now. And we are revisiting the spiral of time known as Atlantis, where there was destruction. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we have noticed that in the cycle of living. Let's just call it that for a moment. And what I mean by the cycle of living, I mean, if you look at the earth or you look at the universe or you look at the cosmos or whatever you want to call it, there's this cycle that happens, right? Mm -hmm. There's a cycle of um, birth and destruction and birth and destruction i mean even within ourselves yes you know, that resides but yet we we see it as something that is so um horrifically final yes right? we don't see it as something that could happen and then we are still here to reimagine it in a new world right. and that's the thing i want to talk with you about when we come back Okay. Talk about the effects of things. And, you know, when something falls, does it rise up? You know, why are we so familiar with ascension in our society? Mm -hmm. I mean, we really are. You know, even iconic things like the Phoenix, right? Yes. So many things we are. But what is it about us that will activate that? What is it about us 
that has the power to activate a level of ascension that we need right now. And yet it seems so elusive. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. I've got a great answer for that. I know. I knew you did. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody stay tuned. We'll be right back. Tap into the wisdom of animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso on Animal Soul Wisdom Radio. Tune in monthly as Darcy brings insights on how to better understand and deepen our relationships with animals. Working with light and pureness of ancient techniques, Darcy, healer, animal communicator, and medium is here to guide you through this process and provide inspiration to move forward. For more information about working with Darcy, visit DarcyPariso.com. Hey, how's it going? If it's stressful or just plain exhausting, New Light Living is here to ask, is this the way you want to live? Join me, your intuitive spiritual life coach and host, Orika Sullivan, every week on New Light Living. Discover the power of creative tools to start living every day as your ideal dream day. See your life in the new light. To learn more, visit newlightliving.com. Are you ready to transform your life and embrace magical experiences? Talking to Tannis with your host, Tannis McRae, is here to help you find your joy in life. Tune in live every first and third Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Let's awaken your experience and create the change necessary to take back your right to choose who you are. For more about Tannis, visit TalkingToTannis.com. Have you ever wondered what your pets think about? Do you know what your pets are saying to you? Dr. Monica will be your pet's translator to help you understand what your pets are trying to communicate to you. Enhance the bond with your furry friends on Pets Talk with Pet Communicator Dr. Monica each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Dr. Monica, visit PetCommunicator.com. Sanskrit is not just a language to be written and spoken, but it is a doorway to gaining understanding of how we experience life and truth. Conscious Confidence is a book written by Sanskrit scholar Sarah Main. The stories Sarah shares will take you on a journey of understanding how the power of this ancient language is not only still relevant, but can truly transform your everyday life. Drawing upon the deeper meanings behind the Sanskrit words for confidence, Sarah Main outlines principles for harnessing the fourfold energy of conscious confidence. Focusing, uniting, simplifying, and energizing. Not just a book, a life guide. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Inner Traditions. You can find all of those links on ConsciousConfidence.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Um, Wow. Look, I have been so looking forward to talking with you. Uh, For those of you out there, you know, I want to make sure you know who Amira Beth is, first of all. Um, And the reason that this is important, you know, from the first time I energetically connected with her, I went to her website and I was looking around and I just got I I mean, literally, I was fixated on some of the products she has, and I couldn't understand it. And this is before I actually even talked with you, right? 
Um, and I was trying to understand the sacred geometry of what she had and what she was building. And then I finally got to meet you, right? And once I met you, I just realized that you are talking about some things that I've really, and many of us have had bundled up inside of us that we don't understand, but have a sense of it, right? Mm -hmm. A real sense of it. And yet, this is such an important time. And just the fact that you exist and exist in this time with this message is I think what gives us all hope. Because if we take a look at the effects of our behavior and the effects of who we are, I think we just have to stay strong to the level of hope. Now, before we talk about this, because I, I just, I could talk to you about this all day. Tell us about some of the upcoming retreats you're doing. Tell us about some of your healing sessions. Please give folks information so they can work with you. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm an advanced level past life regression therapist. Um, um, <laughs> I really believe past, present, future, they're all the same. It's actually simultaneous. So when we go through hypnosis and visit other realms and realities and other versions and aspects of our multidimensional self, it really does help us to understand why we were doing, saying, showing up in this reality in, in certain ways, in certain situations and, and relationships. So that's one of the things I do is I, I help people connect to other aspects of themselves via trance or hypnosis to find out information to help them in this life. Um, I also work with the 13 chakra and aura energy centers of, of the body, help people realign and clear and open and, and basically prepare to receive more, you, you know, more the fullness of your higher self. Um, we all know we're going through this process called ascension. Ascension happens. It's an organic thing. It's happening to you, for you, through you, whether you know it or not. And so my 13 chakra and aura sessions just kind of facilitate and help, help that along a little bit. Um, I've got a retreat coming up in May 20th to 26th. Um, it's not on my website yet, but you can message me for in information. I'm partnering with High Vibe, um, High Five or Good Vibe Travels in Portland, Oregon. Nice. Um, yeah, thank you. And then, you know, I teach courses, sacred geometry courses are, are a big thing of mine. On my website, I have a sacred geometry course that you can pick up, and I speak very, very simply and easily about what sacred geometry is and how to integrate it into your life. You know, I've got the clothing with the crystals and the ink, the sacred geometry. Oh gosh, I do. I, I, I there's just so many, so many good things out there to learn and do. And then, of course, I talk very openly about the Merbings in Atlantis and prepare people for what we are doing today, which is rewriting and. I guess maybe even kind of correcting that spiral of time from yeah. the last fall of Atlantis. Yeah. And I love that you said that correcting. I love that you said that. And the reason that I love that you said that is I think that we always get a sense of, well, it's done and it's over and we don't understand correcting. Right. Um, let's talk about that. And I think I'm, I may uh, end up, Benny, skipping the next break because we really have a lot to talk about here. <clears throat> we um, do. <laughs> correcting, I learned a term in my business career that we used instead of saying, they called it a mid-course correction. Yes, course correction. Mid-course right. correction. 
And what would that look in corporate America? That didn't mean what you and I are going to talk about. That was right to say we're just really going to change things up. But it's kind of the same. And I want to ask you about this because there is an effect of the fall of Atlantis. And there's an effect on it. There's an effect on it in a timeline. But there is an effect on it that we don't get in our pop culture. There's an energy of it of almost a fatality, so mm-hmm. to speak. And then the curiosity to find that thing. But maybe the mystery is in not finding it, but seeking that out within. What do you think? And I know you're going to answer my other question, too. <laughs> oh, wait, what was your first question? The, yeah. the course correction? Yeah, yeah. You know that we are here to look at yes. what the role is so that we can come together and create some positive change. But there's something you said before I want you to share. And maybe there are just some things that we're not really supposed to change. You know, you know, we we can't change the past because there is no past. All time happening simultaneously. However, because we are the, the microcosm to the macrocosm, the events that happen on planet Earth, inc- including the fall of the Atlantis, had a reverberation. It have a, had a ripple effect on all of the cosmos because the beings that were here that participated in the fall were from everywhere. So every lineage, every ancestry, every star system and planet that sent representatives to this planet felt the effects of the fall of Atlantis. We went from fifth dimensional beings to third dimensional beings. In this course correction that we are participating now, we're just in another experiment basically, we're going from being third dimensional beings to fifth dimensional. We're doing the opposite and that's never been done before anywhere in the universe. So we are doing something brand new which taking our, taking our third dimensional bodies and realizing and embodying fifth dimensional consciousness which is actually changing our bodies too. So we're doing the reverse. And the reason that we're doing the reverse is to course correct that ripple effect that went out that had such devastating effects on, on the other universes and on the other lineages because these, these star yeah. families now look down at their own past, present, and future and they realize how, how, how they affected their realities. So a course correction is different than, I don't want to call Atlantis a mistake. It was not a mistake. It was an experiment that went one way or the other that had certain repercussions and effects and now we're doing a correction to heal those lines of time. We're healing, every single one of us here is helping to heal that line of time by simply being on the planet and giving our sacred yes to this experiment known as ascension. Okay, it's an organic process that is happening to us and through us, whether we know it or not. But when we're conscious that it's happening and we give our yes, then we're opening ourselves up to a whole different level of, of, of evolution to help with the course correction. Yeah, I mean, we see and we'd go through, let's talk about the practicality of this for a minute if we could. And the reason I wanted to really talk with you about this is because there is a level of practicality in using the term course correction. And I wanna bring it right down to everyday life. Every day, we are doing some form of course correction, whether we know we are or not. Yes. 
right? I mean, isn't that the beauty of it? If I, I don't know, at least for me, it seems like the beauty of it, but at least, you know what I'm saying? That's the way I like to think about it. Um, but we are course correcting every day. We course correct every day energetically for our lives. Perhaps mm -hmm. we course correct every day in the, the deciding how we're going to operate in our daily work life. Even little things from how, what we're going to eat. Exactly. Talk about that, because I think sometimes we get a sense that what we're doing here or what you and I are talking about today is so like, uh, uh, let me just say, this is like old school now, so Star Trek-y that we cannot put our fingers on it. But that's not it at all. We have to know how to course correct immediately to keep pace, I think. Right. Right. And, and when we become more aware and more conscious of our behaviors and our habits and our thoughts, of course, that helps with the that, that helps with the course correction. Humans are way too hard on ourselves. We really beat ourselves up for eating the wrong thing, for looking the wrong way, for doing the wrong, all, all these things. And if, if, if I, I try to help people realize that we're just in a free will experiment right now. Yeah we're just yeah. doing the best that we can. And we come here to experiment and participate in all different kinds of mini experiments with our body and our life. So when we realize that we're not bad people because we're making one choice as opposed to another, they're not bad or good, but we start making choices that actually feel good. Yeah. The correction comes when I go, well, I could do this or this, but actually this one makes me feel better. And so if I'm using my emotional guidance system and I'm using like how I want to feel today, I'm going to choose this instead. And then it becomes very simple to start leading a more soul led life and start leading from the heart and leading from higher consciousness because we're choosing consciously to feel good instead of feel bad. Yeah. You know, I was having a conversation with some, someone probably yesterday because a group of us got together, you know, for the annual event and we yeah. were talking a little bit and um, I have a great group of friends and most of them have plans about their lives and they always, I think they look at me a little bit differently in terms of where I am and what I do and the fact that I'm actually even working and, you know, it's fascinating to have us have a conversation about what's most important to us. Yeah. And no one's right and no one's wrong. And I think, what is it? What is the expression, you know, beyond the field of right and wrong? Yeah. You and, know, and, and I, I crack up when I hear people talk about the Super Bowl because the event <laughs> yesterday to me on 2-2 is the feast day of Yemaya, who is my oversoul. Yeah. So every time you say the event, I go, yes, Yemaya's feast day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wait, wait, what's the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, it's really incredible because, you know, even in that Super Bowl event, mm -hmm. and my friend commented on it and she said, did you, what would you make of the commercials? Yeah. And, and this is one of the things I want to ask you about. I said, this is the kindest, gentlest Super Bowl commercial, commercial lineup than I've ever seen. And I, I can't say enough about why that's important for us to talk about. Because yeah. isn't there a shift? 
Isn't this why we're talking about the myrrh? You know, isn't this why when we see some of the events in our pop culture, you know, we're looking at the myrrh and we're looking at the characters they portray, both kind and powerful. Mm -hmm. Isn't that the paradox of what we're trying to say? Yes. And, you know, and because we are here to enjoy human life and human events and even things we enjoy on TV like like football, just because we're growing in consciousness doesn't mean we have to give those things up. I think humans put way too much judgment on um, uh, things like the commercials, like the halftime festivities, so much judgment and so much energy into critiquing everything that goes on in the 3D world, instead of just enjoying the fact that a couple of great athletes came together and did this silly thing like football <laughs> that gets everybody so engaged. And we all just to like it enjoy another aspect of being human through, you know, through a game, through a football game. And it doesn't have to be so serious. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and at the same time, you know, we live in the world where we get to be serious, too. And mm -hmm. I want to talk with you about that for a minute. You know, when we think about Atlantis, we need to really try to take a shift to the new Atlantis, if we could. Yes. And I and I wanted to save a little bit of this because you're going to be back a whole bunch and we're going to talk a lot more about it. But there is a new Atlantis. How do you describe it? And what is life like? You know, the, the new Atlantean paradigm is going to be one ideally, and some people call it a utopian society, where, where all are cared for and all are looked out for. And I'm not talking about just political, going to a speci specific political party to help that happen. Right. Where in within the human condition, we don't need a political party affiliation to cause us to treat one another better and to help one another. The new Atlantis is not about, you know, we talk about oneness and we talk about, you know, unity. It's not about, you know, in Atlantis, we all wore the same toga and we all had the hair, same hairstyle. And it was all kind of a lot of sameness. Yeah. It doesn't mean we all are the same. You still to keep, to keep your unity, your sovereignty, your identity, your personality. And I get to keep mine because that's one of the coolest things about being human is how different we can look, act and dress. It's about a conditioning, a unifying conditioning about how we treat one another and how we treat the planet. So it's kind of like opposites. It's unity and sovereignty, kind of like the flower of life. The cir circles in the flower of life are their own unique, but they're all conjoined. That, that's the best analogy that I can give. Hmm. Um, and, you know, where, where we are with this is each of us is being called to make a shift, to make an adjustment. And I think let's talk about that for a minute because we may not know it, but there's a level of discomfort right now with people. Mm -hmm. you know, whether yes. you're talking to them as they're walking across the street or there's a sense of, yeah, the heaviness, but there is a new sense of something happening now. Yes. How would you describe it? You know, the, the sense is a, a combination, I guess, depending on moment to moment, day to day of um, excitement, maybe a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of anticipation, 
Um, for those of us who have kind of been on this path for a long time, we really feel that delineation now. It's very palpable between uh, uh, our conditioning, our thoughts, the reality we're creating, and the reality that's being created by, by people who are still trying the, their best to have an awakenings and come up out of their toxic thoughts and out of their toxic relationships. Some of the things that maybe I've conquered um, and I'm watching other people struggle with, and some of the things that I'm still struggling with that I see other people have conquered, you know, it's about us going into this entrainment of becoming ripple effects for everybody. Everybody plays and everybody wins in Ascension. Everybody. It's not based on anything other than our soul doing its work in its own timing mm -hmm. to be able to go through the doorway. Some For some of us, it's going to happen right about now. For some souls, it's going to take a little while, some more lifetimes. And that only means that their soul signed up for a different process, that their full soul has a different learning curve and there's no comparison and there's no better or worse. It's just the soul taking on its mission and its purpose and moving along in its own assigned time. And of yeah. course, some effort and energy on our human part to help that to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and don't you find that that is part of the awe of this, but yet the mystery is, is really sets into motion a new level of curiosity and a sense of urgency. And I know you're going to be talking about that because there is a sense of urgency, don't you think? Yes, a little bit. You know, it's like, we're, it's kind of this paradox of like, we feel like we're running out of time, but actually there is no time. So we have all the time in the world. But there, but we are in an, in a gateway where at a tipping point where, um, you know, we really got to start making some different, better decisions. So, and the more self-love decisions we make for ourselves, the more we show up for ourselves, I think the more that collectively changes what's trying to happen on a major scale on the planet. It, it really does start with each one of us. Yeah. And, you know, part of this too is if I could ask you this question. Um, when you look at, at the state of, how should I say it, prevalence today, mm -hmm. where the myrrh is more than an icon, you know, it has taken on an energy. Can you just talk a little bit about what you're being told that energy is about? I, I believe that energy, and there are many, many beings incarnated from other realms and realities holding a human form. Um, when you talk about the mystery and coming up at or staying in the mystery, you know, I believe there's going to come a time soon when the veil between dimensions is really going to become thin, thin enough that these beings that we call, you know, mythical elves, fairies, angels, mermaids, that they are going to show up um, just as clearly in this reality as they are in their other dimensions. And that we are being prepared right now to see through the veil and to see fully with our sixth sense, um, everything in all of spirit and all of creation. Wow. Um, I want to say two things. One, uh, this is really a progressive conversation, one that we're going to continue to have. Um, I want to take a moment, and this time just goes so quickly. I want to take a moment, if you don't mind, and just let folks know again, how they can find out more about you, but also you've got some exciting things happening. I do. And then the most exciting thing to happen to me is um, being able to host a show on your network. Yeah. 
starting Thursday, the 13th, February 13th, um, will be a one o'clock Pacific Standard Time on the second and fourth Thursdays. Um, I'll be on for six or seven months, twice a month, talking about all, all of the above and more. Um, might have a few uh, cool guests to come in also and talk a little bit about Atlantis, Lemuria, and all the things. Yeah. So, you know, that that's that's the biggest thing to happen to me in a long while, Dr. Pat. It's really the coolest <laughs> thing, too, when I think about it, because, I mean, I'm just thinking about for a minute what today was like, and we haven't even scratched the surface. Right. Uh, but it, it's powerful, but yet it's fun. And I yeah. think this is the thing to keep in mind. You know, the messages sometimes that we get are not always of the highest level of intensity. Sometimes they're pretty fun to think about, but that doesn't mean they're not all powerful, right? Right. I think the mirror have a sense of humor, by the way. Yes, in incredible, and we love humans. The reason we stepped in in Atlantis to help the Atlanteans, the reason we're back, the only reason we're back is we love humanity. We love people. We wanted to become people, <laughs> so we did. You know, the idea of the emotions and the walking on land and all of that, like the, the myrrh truly, truly love humanity. Wow. I want to thank you again. Let's give out your website, but also one last question. I would love to know what your personal message is for us today. And remember, let folks know about how they can find out more about you. Uh, my, you know, my personal message because I'm a Pisces, uh, naturally, <laughs> and Pisces are about believing. Um, uh, I am the world's biggest cheerleader for my clients and my friends, and I am very much known for picking people up off the ground, setting them up and going, you can do this, and here's how. My message would be to continue to believe in yourself. Believe in yourself, believe in what you're capable, believe in what you don't even know that you are capable of because you are a metahuman in the making, because you are a multidimensional, super dynamic being. And if you haven't realized it now, keep moving forward. You will realize it. Um, love yourself. That's a big message. Love and believe in yourself. You can find me at amirabeth.com. That's, that's my website. And then again, on Facebook and YouTube. I love it. We're going to have so much fun. I want to thank you so much. Aloha. And uh, sometime we'll talk about how a girl like me from the Bronx connects to, talks with, and swims with turtles. How does that even happen? But that's for you to talk about. Thank Excellent. You so I look forward. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Aloha. Aloha. For those of you out there, much more to come. This is a fabulous series we're doing, and we've just touched upon the surface. You're going to see lots of ways to participate. Thanks to Amira. Uh, we haven't even talked about the sacred geometry, and I will be talking about it soon, you know, because I just purchased something from her. So let's take a short break, everybody. You've got more coming up. Yes, right and Tales from the Mer World. The show will be called Tales from the Mer World.